Welcome to Getting Personal with Daphne Bugler and Isabella Hobbs, your go-to podcast for all things emotional. Tune in weekly as we are joined by familiar faces from the worlds of sport, music, film, activism and everywhere in between to talk about how emotions have shaped people's lives. Today we are joined by one of the biggest stars in country music right now, who called in to chat to us all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Born in Grand Prairie, Alberta, Canada, our guest was nominated for her first major award for Female Artist of the Year in the Canadian Country Music Awards at just 17, and has since become one of the genre's biggest rising stars. In 2013, she made the move to Nashville to pursue her career in music, where she started performing at the iconic Bluebird Cafe and writing songs that would eventually be on her first EP. In the past few years, our guest has toured with some of the greatest country artists of this generation, opening for Little Big Town, Miranda Lambert and Dirks Bentley, and in 2019 took home four awards at the Canadian Country Music Awards. After years of work, she also released her debut full-length album, The Lemonade Stand, earlier this year. Our guest has also been announced as the winner of the ACM Award for New Female Artist of the Year, after Keith Urban surprised her with the news over a Zoom call. On September 16th, as well as receiving her award, she will also be joining iconic artists from Taylor Swift, Blake Shelton, Miranda Lambert, to Carrie Underwood and Gwen Stefani to perform at the awards show, which will be broadcast from different venues across Nashville and hosted by the one and only Keith Urban. Today, we are getting personal with Tennille Towns. Thank you so much for having me. How are you guys doing today? We're good, yeah, we're doing well. How are you? Well, thanks. Yeah, looking forward to chatting. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, sure. We've got to start by saying uh, Daphne and I have been playing your album on repeat all day. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. We love it. So sweet. Thank you for listening yeah. to oh, it. That's so cool. Somebody's daughter, I think I've listened to like six times today, like while I'm doing my work, Aww. like bobbing along. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so good. We're big fans. So this is like super exciting for us. So well, thank, um, yeah, you. thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, so we want to start by saying congrats on um, the award that's coming up. That's so exciting. Um, how, like, what's it like? How are you processing this? <laughs> I'm figuring out how to process this because I'm freaking out. I'm so, so excited. It's like to have received that news and to hear it from someone I look up to so much. It's like I was expecting to kind of do an interview just like this and had my laptop pulled up and zoom on and on my screen popped Keith Urban, uh, who's somebody that I used to like drive on road trips with my friends in high school and we would, you know, drive five or six hours to go see his concert. So I was like, what is he doing on the screen? <laughs> and, um, it was so, so wonderful to, to hear him say the news. And, and, um, I'm just like still kind of floating about it. It feels very surreal. I feel so happy and, really just grateful to be a part of the country music community. It was kind of this feeling of going, 
if I sort of imagine the community as a, as a big dinner table, it's like somebody just pulled up a new chair and is like, here, you can come and have a seat. And to, to feel that from, you know, a, a community that I respect and admire so much is, is just wonderful. I'm so thankful. I think everyone, everyone of our listeners should go watch that video now because it's, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. it's the sweetest thing. Like you're all ready and the look of surprise on your face as Keith Urban pops up and is like, hi, Tenille. <laughs> and it was crazy. It was, a, I will never forget that Zoom call as long as I live. And um, he also said boom when he got on the screen in his Australian accent, which sounded a lot like boo. And like, I scare easy already. <laughs> and so as soon as I was like, my mind was going, okay, this is Keith Urban. And he just said, boom. And it was just like all the adrenaline. My hands were shaking so much. It was so crazy. <laughs> had you, um, had you met him before? Or was that the first time? I actually opened up for a couple of his shows in Vegas at um, Caesars Palace, which was such an honor. So that was earlier this year. And and he does a big benefit for the Country Music Hall of Fame called All for the Hall and had invited me to to come and sing a couple of songs at that event, which was just so surreal and awesome. So, um, but yeah, that was a really cool thing to hear from him. Oh, that's just, it's so wonderful. And we're so, I feel like, so proud of you as well, especially Aww. with like your album, um, The Lemonade Stand. Um, it was only released like a few months ago, right? So this has been quite yeah. like it seems even during like this unrest, like during COVID, you seem to be doing so well. Like congratulations! Oh, thank you. I mean, this is such a such a hard and strange and just like disorienting time right now and um I know for me that music has been like a lifeline it's been like a bit of my sanity to still have that to turn to and to be able to like be writing songs right now in this time and um you know it wasn't initially the plan to to put out the the first kind of debut album during the pandemic but it was like you know what let's just even if it looks different than we imagined it just was so important to me to still be able to release that project tell those stories and and hopefully have people be able to turn to it for comfort in this time I know I know music has been that for me so I'm really thankful that we got to put it out and because of that there's been a lot of the pandemic it means I'm kind of like at home doing these things in my slippers like I am right now (laughs) Um, but it's it's a uh, it still has been actually kind of fun and busy and and still having things to be working on right now. So if we dive straight into all things emotions, which is obviously what we love to chat about yes. on this podcast, all the emotions. Um, what really stuck out to me, I think you've said before, is how music makes us collectively feel like we're not alone. So I was just really interested to find out, is that something that you've struggled with in the past? And have you found help for that through your own music or other people's music? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's part of the human condition is is to feel alone. And I think sometimes those those isolating you know, quiet, still moments are when I think we, we get to become closest to ourselves in a way. And, um, they're terrifying to me and I don't really enjoy the the feeling of being alone at all, but I know there's a lot to like learn from that and a lot to grow. Um, 
but, but yeah, I mean, I think I've, I felt that going through school in some ways, it's like, I had a great group of friends, but I think, you know, as you're kind of trying to find your footing and in, in who you are in those timing times, I, I definitely had moments of feeling very much alone. It was kind of the weird one doing music on the side. And I was like, okay, it's, it can be a little hard to relate necessarily to, to, to what everybody else is doing in those times. And, and then moving to Nashville, I made the the 45 hour drive from my hometown to, to Nashville, Tennessee. My dad helped me drive and dropped me off in this little rental apartment. And, um, I was so excited to get to be in music city and to be in this place that I dreamed about. And, um, you know, my dad flew back home after kind of getting me set up in this apartment and, uh, and it was like, I, I, I would listen to the quiet, like little creak of the ceiling fan and, and, um, you know, hear the, the air conditioner come on and off. And I was like, Oh wow. Like I'm all by myself out here and I'm so far from my comfort zone and far from, from home. And it was, it was a very lonely time for me. And like music is absolutely what saved me in that time. I would, I dived into so many different Patty Griffin records and Lori McKenna albums. I went and watched her. She's one of my songwriting heroes at the Bluebird Cafe. And, and, you know, I'd stand in line for hours just to hear some of these people play. And then I'd go back home by myself and just write a million more songs because I felt so inspired. And, and I know that time by myself was really important. It was like, um, just kind of finding my voice in a different way because there really was nowhere else to go or no one else to turn to in that time. So I, looking back, I'm thankful, but in that time it was, I was very homesick and, and lonely for sure. Um, I'd love to talk a bit about fear and what kind of experiences you've had with fear, particularly, um, you know, you mentioned back then when you initially moved to Nashville, that although it was exciting must have been you know terrifying and then coming up to now where I think you're performing at these awards in as two weeks and yeah are you are you terrified like how do you even start to <laughs> um oh, yes how do you like cope with that kind of like do you get stage fright still or is it something that you're so used to <laughs> no I absolutely do and honestly I'm still trying to figure out how to how to sort of understand fear and I guess like get more of a handle on it in in certain moments because I think it has a way of really coming into our minds and just completely taking over and it's like I don't believe that's how we're designed to operate from that posture of fear but it's constantly around us and um, I think it takes a very resilient heart to figure out how to like I don't know, stand up to it. I'm still trying to figure that out. But when I, when I did move to Nashville, there was lots of, absolutely lots of fear. And, um, it's funny. It's like you imagine things as a little kid and what it's, what it's going to look like or feel like. And, um, I love that when we're a kid, we just don't even have that sense of fear. Like we don't care what anyone thinks. We don't, um, we don't feel like we're letting people down if we fail. We don't, we, we just kind of show up and are excited and full of wonder. And like, there's no room for fear with all that wonder. And, and for me, it's like kind of trying to remember that feeling and like, this is fun. <laughs> like That's what I have to convince myself when I'm completely terrified. Cause there are lots of moments I've played on, um, only a handful at this point of like live television moments where, you know, we did the today show and, um, I played the Canadian country music awards and 
I remember just before walking up the stairs of the, the CCMA performance and it's like fear has a way of like completely taking over your body. It's like my my stomach feels strange. My hands start kind of shaking a little. My mind is really fuzzy and it's like, OK, like remember what, you know, what grounds me, which is like taking a breath, I think. And like just just kind of picturing how much I love it. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still kind of trying to figure out, but I'm very nervous for the ACMs and also so excited. It's like holding those different emotions at the same time are such a weird thing. In my mind, sometimes it's like, you can only be scared or you can only be grateful or you can only be excited. And it's like, oh no, it's like a blender of all of those things at the same time. So overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, it can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it absolutely can be. So I think I read, um, you've said somewhere before, maybe it was on your website about how um, we make each other brave. And that really stu- stuck with me. I thought that was such a lovely, beautiful idea of making the people around us braver. Um, so I was wondering, is there, has there been an experience where you felt all that fear that we've just talked about and you've had to rely on someone else to m- make you feel brave? Oh, absolutely. Every day, you know, it's like I'm really thankful for the people that I have in my life to turn to in those moments when I really do feel overwhelmed by emotion or by fear or whatever it might be specifically. But um, I'm really thankful I have an amazing manager that I get to like have those kind of conversations and kind of look at her before I go on stage. And I'm like, I think I might be sick. I'm so nervous. (laughs) It's like, we got this, you know, and it's like, I can tell she's nervous too. And we always do a high five before the, the, I, I go up on stage and that kind of has a way of settling that just like knowing you're not completely by yourself and I call my family. I'm so grateful to, to get to turn to them and have those conversations with my mom and, um, you know, my friends. The day that um, I found out about the ACM award, Ashley McBride called me, which just meant so much to hear from her. And I, I watched her, you know, on the show last year, just stand there with her acoustic guitar and play her song after winning the same award. And and she called and was like, I'm so excited and so proud to pass the torch this year. And like, you got this. And I, I had a conversation with her just kind of asking, like, um, do you feel entirely terrified sometimes? Like, like when you are walking out on stage last year when it was just you and your guitar on live TV, she laughed and she's like, yeah, if you don't feel like you're completely scared to death and like you are terrified, then I don't know if you're really doing it right. Because I think that means it matters to you and you care about it. And, um, I thought that was really beautiful to hear from her. So I, I do think it's true. It's like, we have to surround ourselves with people who, who inspire us and who make us brave because it's like as long as I feel like I'm not alone in my fear then it's like oh it has so much less power so that's a I'm really grateful for the good people in my life I feel like sometimes um in a situation where like a friend or someone that you know is feeling more scared than you that like gives me a fire to be like okay I'll be the brave one now like if, yeah. I, was, if <laughs> I was by myself I just I mean, I'll be freaking out I'll be so scared about right. whatever situation but having someone there that's maybe like the tiniest bit more scared or even just at the same level I feel like well we can't both be freaking out so one of us is gonna have to kind of like 
make that step and be the brave one. You're, the that's amazing. I love that. That's really true. And it kind of pulls out like the, the strongest parts of ourselves when, when it means that maybe we are like taking care of someone else and going, okay, I can be brave for you. You know, that's a pretty powerful thing. I think we, um, you touched upon, um, that feeling of homesickness when you first moved to Nashville and I can definitely relate. Like when I first went to university and had to leave home and that wasn't even 45 hour drive away that was like three, that was like three hours down the motorway um I think that was the probably like the saddest couple of months of my life just because of homesickness and um it was a really weird situation because I was actually having a great time most of the time like I was making new friends I was like enjoying myself learning new things living in a new city but there was this constant underlying just like just sadness of just knowing that I wasn't at home and so for me that was probably one of the saddest moments of my life um was it as drastic for you or you were doing like these amazing things and meeting your idols and like being so inspired by music was like the homesickness just like just a little part of it it's a big part of it I mean I think that's a really I love the way that you just said that where it's kind of like this underlying feeling like because you you also feel all the joys of like wow I'm having so much fun doing the thing I love in a place where like I've dreamed of being my whole life. So there's so many highs that kind of come from that. Um, but it, it is like this, it's like, it's like the, the low note of a chord of music that just kind of sustains, I think. And, and, and it just, for me, it's, it's the pull. It's like, I feel like I'm not being there for my family or I'm not showing up for my, my papa's birthday, or I'm missing, you know, my little cousin's graduation. It's like, those moments are really hard for me and always kind of, I feel this gravity to home that like really makes me sad to miss out on those things that's kind of I think what my umbrella of home homesickness feels like and also in the beginning to me I think it was it was the change you know like I I'm such a creature of habit and I love comfort zones and I like routine and repetition and it's like when you've known something your entire life as like where you you go home at night and you know the childhood bed that you sleep in and the kitchen table that you all sit together at and it's like suddenly that's not there and and the change of that was really I think the most drastic part for me in the beginning it was like oh this is different and I, I grieve I grieve change that way sometimes I think um I'd love to know kind of so you were nominated originally, or the first time for an award, you were 17, I think, when you got a Canadian Country Music Award nomination. So the experience you had then at 17 compared to now, was there kind of more of a fearlessness when you were younger and you were going into it fresh and it was kind of the first time you'd done it, maybe you hadn't like seen as much about the industry to now, or do you find that now with experience, you feel any more kind of prepared or how has that experience changed for you? You know, I wish that it was sort of the, the, the later part of what you said, like I just have, have had more time and experience. And I will say in general, once I've done something one time, I'm a little less terrified the next time it comes to happen. It's like, okay, the world continued to turn after this happened. Like it's going to be okay. And I'm like a little less nervous every time, which is good. But I, I will say that like, there is that, I think it's like that piece of wonder that exists when you're 
well, I mean, I was just 17 and on cloud 11 and just like, this is the coolest thing ever. And you're also just not thinking about things as much, you know, I think even, even things like, I don't know, like photo shoots or being in front of cameras. It's like during that age of my life, I just wasn't thinking as much and I was very much more carefree and, and, and now, you know, you kind of see more and you learn more and it's really hard to unknow what you know. And, and then to me, I, I think I overthink things much more now than I did at, at, um, at that age. And it, it definitely brings out more things to process because of that. <laughs> um, do you find as well with, you mentioned kind of having your photo taken, that pressure that comes with that, um, you kind of you're very private I'd say on social media and what and selective about what you share with the world and um do you find that as your following has grown and you've had this bigger audience and everything you're doing is seen by more people is there a fear that comes with that whenever you put anything out and do you feel kind of more protective over it than you did maybe when you had a smaller following and you were slightly younger and you were a bit more you know you didn't have this reputation I guess that you're trying to build and um kind of keep going Absolutely. I think for me, it's, it's because the magnitude feels more, I feel more gravity about it. I'm like, wow, there are more people that I hope to inspire and lift up and that I want to show up and be my best self for. And, um, in some ways it's like, it's a wonderful feeling to have that community and go, this is like the, the more arms we have to kind of embrace each other and catch each other. There's a comfort to that. And I'm so grateful for that part of it. And I do feel like it's just, it's really special to me to have social media to like get to feel like we're close together. And, um, I, I really enjoy, I get the most incredible messages from people through our road phone or through Instagram. And it's like, I just am always in, in such admiration for the courage that it takes to talk about things that are hard. Sometimes, sometimes it's like people sending in messages about hearing a song and it making them think of someone in their life who passed away or someone they drove by on the street that changed their, their mindset about. And, and all of that to me just means so much. And, um, so those are my, my absolute favorite parts about social media. Um, but personally, I really do kind of struggle with, um, you know, cameras and like, I, I don't enjoy <laughs> the kind of that part of this. I would rather just play you a song than like take my picture and post about it. I, I have, there are feelings with that that come up that I like, mm, I don't know. No, I would just rather like, you know, talk to people through it. So that's my favorite parts about it. But, um, I have, a, I have a lot of struggles and kind of like, I guess little, little flags in my head that go off when it comes to, to posting things. Absolutely. Do you ever feel just completely overwhelmed or under some pressure when you do get these um, messages from from your fans through social media or from um, as you said your road phone you can you can text you can't you <laughs> I've seen that how, like how do you is it does it ever feel like it's too much you feel obligated to kind of reply to as many as possible but like you have to also take a step back away from like having screen time and just like close the computer turn off the phone does it get too much you know, in that respect, I don't think so, because I think for screen time, I, I, for the most part, have pretty, I think, pretty okay boundaries. Like, sleep is super important to me, so I'm not often completely on there. Um, 
during the nighttime. And then when I'm like having a conversation with, with people in, in person or on the phone, it's like, I have a really hard time multitasking. So the, the screen time kind of doesn't happen during those moments for me, but I do give it my full focus and attention when I do. And, and I feel so honored to get to hear those stories and to get to talk to people that to me, it's like one of my very favorite parts about it. So I don't necessarily think there's an overwhelmed feeling from that. I, that to me feels like a very sacred time. It's like, I get to be a vessel to listen to those stories and to hear people and, and just kind of carry that message through, hopefully reply with some piece of hope or some piece of, you know, light that they can hold on to. And then it just kind of, kind of pass it on to God. It's kind of like, it's like a bit of a transcendent experience to me to really be able to, to talk to people that way. So, um, I really love it. Um, if we could move on to like the emotion of happiness, um, what does, um, one thing we often ask people is kind of what are your bubbles of happiness that might be ways that, um, on an average day, especially in quarantine, when, you know, you're not going out and you're not doing the things that you might normally do to find happiness. What are like the little things? Maybe it's like, you know, a really good Netflix show that you're watching or like, a great cup of coffee what do you find happiness in on a day-to-day basis oh I love that (laughs) um for me it's it's during my walks I've been walking so much during this time and especially from being at home and I think that's something I'll take with me post post um, quarantine times because I didn't realize how much I love it and how much my mind just feels like very much set free by the momentum of putting one foot in front of the other. And, um, I've, I've walked for hours on end during this time and listened to different podcasts and to different, um, records. So many of, 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 of so much of my favorite music. And sometimes I just walk in the silence and, you know, I love to hear the birds and just like be enamored by blossoms on trees and just like kind of, it's, it's been a, an escape for me. Um, I also love um, chai tea lattes. Those are literally, <laughs> oh gosh, that is literally hap- <laughs> happiness. Happiness in a cup for me is, is one of those. I'm like, it is an absolute treat. I have my favorite little um, coffee shop here in Nashville called Sam and Zoe's that has um, stayed open for drive through during um, the quarantine. They have the cutest little cafe inside and I can't wait till we're all on the other side of this and to get to go back and sit inside. But right now I, I love getting to say hi through the drive through window and and leave with my chai tea latte. So that I play piano. That kind of helps take my mind somewhere else because I'm really not very good at all. But um, I will, like, YouTube some different songs, and it's kind of fun to learn something new. So, um, And I've been watching West Wing on Netflix during this. It's, like, it's been, it's been my go-to show. So lots of happiness there, too. Oh yeah, that's nice. We um, that's the thing. It just sounds so pure, like what you're saying about being out in nature. And it, it is true. Like if if this was kind of normal time, I don't think there's lots of things that we wouldn't appreciate as much. But yeah, I'm the same. Like going out and kind of sometimes just not having headphones in, not having anyone around, and kind of having that kind of that sense of peace and at oneness with nature. I like taking off your shoes as well. I love taking off my shoes and like going on the sand oh, or like cool. the dirt. <laughs> like a, like a, I love that. I like come back like into the really house. Really feel got, grounded. Yeah, yeah. Really like black soles of my feet and they're really gross. But That's like, awesome. 
<laughs> I so love nice it. That sounds amazing. That's really cool. Oh, fantastic. Well, I guess we can kind of move into a different emotion now, um, which I think brings up a lot of different feelings when we ask a lot of different people. Um, but I'd love to hear some of your experiences with love and what love means to you, if that's family, relationships, friends. What is love to you? Hmm. I think it's very much family. It's very much community to me is what what that feeling of, of love means. And I feel that on stage. I feel that talking to people after a show. I feel that, you know, just kind of... I have this little post-it note that I put on my front door that says, go love on people because... I forget that that's such an important thing. And it's like, I like to notice that every day when I leave my house, because it's like, that's, I think the most important thing we can do as we walk around is like actually see people and, and whatever that kind of feeling of love is, is like, it's just an extension of, I think when we're being our true selves, it just kind of happens. So, um, I'm trying to work on that on a day to day basis and kind of continue to figure out what that looks like. But, um, but yeah, I am grateful for love. Um, when you write your music, what emotion would you say you tap into the most? And is there a certain kind of, um, time when you feel more inspired or an emotion that maybe you feel like if you, you know, if you're feeling sad or if you're feeling love, do one of those inspire you maybe more to write? Hmm. I think what inspires me, it's, it's usually what I see, like as an observer and what I'm witnessing. And it's kind of like me trying to step into that feeling. Like, what would that feel like? And kind of like, that's my way of understanding myself a little bit more, I think is like through that third party observer kind of going, okay, if I were to really step into the emotion of, of, of what I'm watching, what, what could that feel like? Um, I love that part of songwriting. Also, you know, I think lately being, being more at home and in this time and having more time to just kind of work on myself a little bit has, has kind of led to this season of, of writing music that, that feels a little more personal, which is much more terrifying to me to go to those places myself. But um, I'm learning how to try to do that. And um, and I think there's been a lot of loneliness in this season, which I guess could kind of be under the sad emotion umbrella. Um, and I know that, that picking up a guitar for me and actually getting to write it down is like a way for me to let it out. And I always feel that kind of sense of relief. And um, even if no one hears the song or, you know, it just is like more of a therapeutic thing for me. It, it, um, it makes me feel good to get to do that. I think it's actually quite a bit harder to write a happier song for me because, because I think it's, it's, um, the, it's more visual for me in, in sort of the lower emotions. It's like easier to kind of, communicate when I'm happy I don't need to process that I'm just happy and so how articulating that I think is a little bit trickier sometimes you've said before that you're um you're inspired by people and their stories and that's kind of what inspires you to make a lot of music um and I know you um wrote that really beautiful song um home now about from the perspective of the um the daughter whose father's just returned from Afghanistan um 
I don't know if that's a story that was personal to you, was, but are the, the stories that um, and the people that inspire you, are they usually people that you know or is it kind of people that you like you you could see on the news or um you hear from friends of a friend it really can be anything i mean that story specifically was inspired by a political cartoon that we were looking at in our social studies class about a soldier overseas and i came home thinking what would it be like to be to be his daughter you know and um that's not my story at all but i'm i love getting to kind of step into that through songwriting and and be able to tell people's stories. Somebody's daughter for me was that kind of moment of witnessing this young girl standing on the side of the interstate and going, you know, what what kind of left turns in her life has led to this moment? And, um, you know, why do I get to be sitting here in my car? And, you know, she's holding onto the cardboard sign. It's like how we, we are so much the same. What kind of things happened in, in our situations to kind of lead to that moment? And, um, so it make, helps me process how I feel. There's a song I have called Jersey on the Wall that was inspired by um, a community. I went and played for their school and uh, I was blown away by this town and, and saw this young girl's jersey hanging in memory on the side of the wall and was asking about it. And, and the teacher had explained to me there had been this car accident a few months prior and um, with five kids from this small town high school and one of which who had passed away. And, and I just remembered having this feeling like, wow, I have so many questions for God because I don't know this group of people at all, except for what I've met today. And I feel like they're really wonderful people. And it makes me, you know, think about why, why do bad things happen to good people? And, and just kind of music is my way of, of at least asking the question, even if it's not an answer, it just helps me feel better to to talk about it in music. So I really find inspiration from people I randomly meet in airports or or a couple that I see in a restaurant sitting across the room and and never actually meet or, you know, or somebody that I'm watching on a television show that's going through something and it makes me feel like, oh, I think that could be a song or a book I'm reading or um, it's really from anywhere. Um, you've mentioned kind of how you look to God sometimes. Um, is faith something that kind of helps you keep a framework around your emotions and helps you? Is it something that's important to you when processing things that happen in, in your life or in things you see? Do you um, find strength in that? I do, yeah. Thanks for asking. For me, it's it's just the idea that I'm not alone in any of it for me is, is the biggest comfort and... and um, you know, I did not grow up going to church or, or really knowing or understanding pieces of the of the Bible. And, and I'm still kind of growing and learning every day to what God looks like for me. But it's always been a constant kind of companion feeling. And to me, just having that safe place to talk to somebody or, you know, feel that kind of presence of light and hope is a is a very, very important thing for me. It it always helps me kind of process emotions and and uh just have that safe place. Um, another thing I just wanted to pull out is that you mentioned earlier how when you were younger, like even though you had like lots of friends that you um, were kind of like the girl who was doing music and that you were sort of doing your own thing. And obviously you were 17 when you were already like nominated for awards. Was it something in school for you? Was, was there any kind of, what kind of emotions came with that when you were trying to do something a bit different than everyone else was doing? Did you feel 
um, any kind of nervousness about like what are they all going to think about me and like are they going to think it's weird or are they going to treat me differently was there any kind of sense of that absolutely I think that that definitely existed for me it was like I kind of kept it really a little bit separate in my brain I think when I showed up at school I was like the math nerd and I was really you know focused on working hard to get to get some good grades and that was my focus and what I was really kind of paying the most attention to and and I had a lot of fun at school I had good friends and and then it was like I'd go home and write songs or I'd you know miss a couple of days of school because we went on a trip to Nashville or we you know I I um had a show that I went and played that weekend and and so it, it was kind of like it didn't really start happening till till almost towards the later part of high school, but I, I never really would come back to school and necessarily try to talk about it. I was like, mm, let's just work on this math equation. So for some reason, it made more sense to keep it separate a little bit. And um, but my my school is great. My friends were fun, and and we we did this fundraiser in my hometown every year for our local youth shelter and. So running up to that event, it was lots of like calling different sponsors and inviting people to come. And so I'd have my spare block, which was like a our free block. And if I was kind of done all my work, the, the teachers would let me borrow a little corner office and I'd be like on the phone trying to like pull, pull pieces of the event together at the same time. So they were all really supportive and, and um, I, I'm grateful for, for those days. So the day after this episode airs, so on the 16th of September, that is when you get your ACM award um, and <laughs> you'll be on the stage and with Keith Urban. Um, like the last nine years for you seem to have just been like you're just going from success to success, like everything is building. What are some of your goals or wishes for the future um, for, from now, I guess? Thank you for asking. I mean, for me, it's always about people hearing these songs and and hoping to bring them comfort and make them feel less alone. Um, and that that to me is is always the mission. And um, I'm just excited for the the capacities that I hope and dream that that can grow to, and hope to get to continue to to travel the world and do the thing I love, playing music and um, just continuing to write songs that that um, hopefully make people feel a little bit more understood. Um, do you find that, I know like I've heard that Nashville is quite a community and that um, everyone's so supportive of each other, um, you know, musicians of all ages. Are there any people um, in the industry that you really look up to and that you find that maybe some of them you've met and you've learned something from or are there some of them that, you know, people, um, yeah, who are your kind of idols or inspirations in that sense? You know, there are so many people who inspire me here. I think as far as songwriting goes, Lori McKenna to me is is my hero. I, I love the way she writes songs and and just her just beautiful, humble spirit, the way she she just is is a uh, it feels like she's a really good listener and um and she really cares about people and I love that about her. Um, and then I, I would have to say being on the road, getting to watch and learn from Miranda Lambert has been an absolute dream. I mean, she's, she's somebody who's just worked so hard and stayed so true to the, to the craft of her music, you know, really communicating the way that she wants to and the way that's authentic to her and seeing how much people believe that 
watching her on stage is, is something extraordinary. And um, just watching the way she takes care of people on, you know, the culture of her team on the road on and off the stage is really amazing. And um, to, to feel like welcomed by somebody that you just like looked up to and obsessed over their music and then to feel like they're kind of taking you in in a way is, is, uh, is pretty wild. I'm still kind of processing what that means, but I, I, I'm so grateful. I look up to her a lot. I bet in a couple of years, if we're still doing this podcast and we'll be interviewing another young musician and she'll be saying the Aww. same about you. You're so nice. <laughs> that is so kind I of can you just, to say. I can, just picture, I can just picture it now. Aww, thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for speaking about emotions and making people feel less alone in them. I think it's really extraordinary and um, I hope to be able to give you guys a hug in person down the road soon because I think you're awesome. Thanks for listening to Getting Personal. Don't forget you can like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And give us a review and a rating. It helps other listeners find us in the charts. We'll see you next time.